years of walking as a bike. Bishet, what are you looking for? Off, Sam. Change of bowler, batsman. New bowler's coming. Right arm over. What are you trapping now, mate? I'm over and here we are in Singleton on a beautiful Saturday morning and I have two absolute sick lords sitting next to me and what a beautiful new studio it is it's a man cave the shirts as far as the eye can see I think there's about 28 to be exact all hung up all the way around the shed it's a six meter shed but uh oh look I could get talking about my man cave all day let's let's introduce of course the man at the moment jay boyd welcome back the reigning best and fairest it's a wonder your head actually fit through the door thanks lazy thanks for having me uh good to be back obviously it's been a long winter with covid and uh whatever else has happened um what do you say didn't you have a child as well yeah oh, that was ages ago she's almost white yeah it now, is well but, yeah uh, wow she's been keeping me busy for sure uh it was definitely last season though it was, uh, yeah, last November. Yeah, it was last cricket season. Yeah, 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 yeah. don't make me look like a complete no, no, Arthur we'll, jackass to Betty. Poor old, yeah. far out. B-Train's holding up the board at the moment. So yeah, I bet she is. Shout out to B-Train. Shout out to B-Train. But, yeah, so uh, big winter. Obviously, um, footy season's sort of come and it's almost finished. Final footy's in the air, which is good. So, unfortunately, my Mighty Blues are not uh, um, participating, but that's all right. Uh, I can just sit back and relax. But, yeah, it's been a good off-season, but looking forward to getting back into a bit of right arm over. We'll get a few guests lined up, no doubt. Is that, is that an unusual feeling for a Carlton supporter, just to be uh, twiddling their thumbs in, in the finals, mate? Because, I don't know, when I grew up, the Carlton brown paper bag boys of the past, they were up and about come September. Yeah, to be honest, I wouldn't mind getting the brown paper bag back because it's been a long 15 years. And uh, I was hoping, I was excited about this year, but... Like usual, I was um, yeah, left disappointed. But, hey, next year is next year. <laughs> now, look, we've left a lot of our um, huge fans and following hanging. I know JL's been over, travelling the world, been texting me recently, going, Lazy, what's been going on with Right Arm Over? Seriously? And I just said, yeah, look, you know, we've just been in hibernation, JL. We don't just take two weeks off and then travel the world all year, mate. We're in lockdown. Exactly. So he'll be relieved to hear our dulcet tones on the airwaves. A big shout-out to JL. Um, but today, mate, we've got all all the old classics, um, regular show, and an absolute cracker of a guest. Yeah, we do. We got you know, quick singles is back for another year. We got a bit of gin music. Give us something. Your favourite segment, back in my day. Oh, so, uh, I can't wait for this back. back in my day. we've got. A, he's got a few ones up his sleeve, so I am looking forward to that. And it's good to be back behind the microphone because it has been a very long winter, easy. Yeah. Now, look, Turtle McLean reckoned that Pecky still held the. Uh, well, like the mantle for the best back in my day. He just thought Pecky's just was the best. And look, is that's why I used it in the intro for back in my day. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, look, I reckon if there's anyone that's out there that might knock him off his little perch, it could be this man this afternoon. Anyway, um, Jay Boyd, shall we get stuck into it? But we did not talk about how we were going to talk about your BNF win. And also... Some pretty special life memberships, and I'll never take the, the mickey out of people with life memberships. So um, yourself, um, Morgo, um, Bryce Evans, 
you know, amazing winners and we'll talk about them a bit later on. Maybe even go into a bit of a profile on what they're like as players because Morgo's celebrations, mate, and he gets a Fantastic. weekend. Yeah. I tell you what, the great cricketer should get him on. It was, yeah, it was, no, it was a bloody good night and uh, it was good to um, get my membership with uh, a couple of my best mates as well. So uh, it was a good night. Till then, our uh, favourite sponsor with Bath Therapy and uh, looked after the boys. I think everyone stayed very well hydrated and um, no, it was a good night. By all. And that other fella, Bryce Evans, the life member um, now, what an absolute legend he is. And it wasn't until I actually started fishing for a record of uh, yeah. our registrar, as I sometimes do, just send a random text going, hey, do you reckon that I hold the record for this? And then anyway, yeah, so I looked into captaincy and total wins and win percentages. And I tell you what, mate, unbelievable his record. I think he's won like 79 matches as captain you know over a, a long period and just been a dynamite player Bryce Evans so yeah looking forward to talking about those two and of course yourself mate because hats off to you BNF life member I tell you what Betty must have had you up and about that night yeah I had a few uh well Tim kept bringing me uh Sharap overs uh, you know they're like espresso martini so I couldn't sleep that night either <laughs> absolute skinful but it was good fun so uh all right, let's get into it. This uh, guest is a very special man in uh, all of our lives, really, at Singleton Awinians. If you've ever pulled on the Singleton Awinians Guernsey, you would know who this man is, and I'm sure you'd have a lot of great respect. Over, well, far out, 400, 480 wickets, over 5,000 runs. I can't even remember how many games he's played now because it's that many. He's a dinosaur, and he's still playing and still trundling in at training. Um, just an unbelievable record with those 480 wickets um, at a season career average of 14. He's made 100 batting at number 11. Can you believe it? And we'll hear about that story. Can you believe I'm making 100 at 11. It's an, it's an unbelievable feat. That's impressive. And just he's an inspirational leader. He's a, he's a great father. He's, he's a mentor. He's a, um, you know, he's a dad to many juniors as well as a coach. Uh, we love this man, and it's, it's Tony King. Welcome, Tony King. Thanks, boys. It's uh, great to be here, Porter. Well done on your life membership, mate, for the last year in your PNF, and uh, Lazy, well done on the three-peat. I'm surprised you didn't bring that up in the uh, first five minutes of this segment. So, yeah. uh, But well done. Um, great to be here on the best podcast show in Australia. Stop it. And look, it was interesting, um, boy, actually, continue. Uh, Boydie was just saying the sledger. The sledger. He's probably the best sledger we oh, definitely we got at our club. Sledging, sledging, I would, I'd say more an observer. I commentate on my observatories. Sledging's a, a dirty word. I have to admit, in this string of three premierships, T King should have his name on the first cup. <laughs> Out of Twite Reserve that afternoon, we were playing show order and they'd knocked us off in the first final. They were cock the hoot, had the week off. We had to go and slog it out the next day over at Meadow Springs on an absolute Mumbai minefield against Hall's Head and scraped over the line. Anyway, we get there the next week. We needed a little bit of a mental edge. And I'd been talking to TK during the week, going, hey, what do you reckon, King? He's like, I'll be there. I'll be there with bells on. And I was dressed up with the orange and oh, and He turns hat. up and just all afternoon just starts sledging the opposition oh, players from the sidelines. Um, observing, sorry, from the <laughs> sidelines. Um, just pointing out their shortcomings and maybe you know, decisions they should have made and just reminding them that would have coulda, shoulda, won't get the job done. And you should have seen these guys turning around and just looking over at the boundary line going, who is this bloke? 
Can you actually give us what? your recount, your memories of that afternoon? Yeah, look, I, I, I was dressed up like a like a tool and uh, sat on the sidelines by myself. I wasn't sitting with the rest of the Singleton Williams people because we didn't want to embarrass the club. So I just embarrassed myself on the sideline with my kids. And I just made some observatory commentary on uh, the, the play that they were, they were struggling a little bit. Um, and then I got a few looks, and that's when I knew that, that I was interacting with them. <laughs> they were off their game. They stopped playing the game. I'm more worried about me. And uh, that's basically all I was trying to do, just get that little edge to get their mind off the game. And you guys get a couple of wickets, which you did, and uh, brought home the cup. Well, I tell you what, from from a really, really poor position we were, I mean, Anthony Burt putting on, I think he put on about 30-odd runs himself with obviously Wade Hall making that huge hundred. Um, you know, without those two innings, oh, we wouldn't have won it. But, yeah, what a day it was. And I tell you, I just, every time I think about that grand final, I think of you and I just laugh and then I just get utter joy. Just holding your two kids after a game and you've won a premiership and one of my kids was wearing my medal and Maya was holding the cup. I'll tell you what, they're the kind of ones that you take to the grave. Premierships is what it's all about, mate. Premierships is what it's all about. So, Boydie, over to you, mate. Let's get stuck into TK. Give him the um, the third degree. I've been looking forward to this. Okay, Mr. Uh, what we're going to do is, like we normally do, we'll start with the start. TK. So, your cricket journey, where did it start, um, what club, and um, how did you end up here at Singleton Orwinian? Yeah, so, uh, 19, sort of, 86, um, I wasn't Fuck a great... Me, I wasn't even born. Oh, I know. It's a good, good area of the 80s. Um, but wasn't born. Um, you weren't born. You weren't born. Um, I wasn't the best kid going around. I was getting in a little bit of trouble with the law um, at 16, uh, hanging around schools and stuffing around with my mates. So the, the cops sort of came around and uh, to mum and dad's place and uh, mum and dad decided that I needed to be um, supervised. So I was sent with my older brother to Thornley Creek Club um, as a 16 year old uh, where I was under his supervision on a Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. Um, and that's where it all sort of started from there. So I got my first run with Thornley and uh, had some really great years there and uh, really enjoyed the, the game. So, and uh, never played juniors, so I missed out on that sort of part of my life. But um, to play seniors, I found the game that I loved and uh, yeah, fell in love with it within the first four or five games. So, you're at uh, Thornley for how many years was it? Uh, 28 years I played at Thornley. Um, yeah. I did have a break. I came to Singleton Blues in 05 06 after a couple of years off and played one season with the Blues and uh, under some great people. Uh, Chomps was my captain. Um, BK, yeah, Kai, uh, Foxy, um, you know, there were some really good players and I enjoyed I enjoyed the year down here. Um, but what a belter team that is. Oh, it was a good team. We didn't win that many games, actually. We, we were half and half, but if it wasn't for Kai, we probably would have won none. Um, and Chomps kept bowling himself over and over and opening the bowling <laughs> and batting, batting, at, batting at three and... You know, uh, just always up the order. Um, but you know, it was a it was a good club. The Blues had a really good spirit, and uh, I enjoyed the year down here. Um, but the calling to go back to Thornley um, was strong, so ended up going back to Thornley for another ten years, uh, winning a couple of flags, or more flags with them, um, which was good. Um, but then sort of made the move back to Singleton and Winnings in fifteen sixteen when Lazy coaxed me into being a junior director down here. Um, which I wasn't expecting to be coached into, but he just announced that I wind up that I was the junior director next year and oh, no. had me to me in typical lazy fashion. 
Um, so I took that on. Um, Great stitch up. My young boy uh, started playing here, and it just, it just proved too much for me to continue at Thornley. And uh, yeah, aimed to single on the winnings. So. Well, we've been quite lucky to have you because uh, obviously through your time here at Thornley, you've pretty much gathered all the information of the old school books, and my cricket is to the to the T basically, isn't it? So. You obviously enjoy that sort of stuff. Yeah, look, my cricket, obviously, the disappointing thing probably with my cricket, it misses all the details from prior to 2001, 2002, so there are a lot of stats that are missing out there in the world, and that's that's sort of what I did at Thornley. I, I, for their 50th year anniversary, I did all the stats dating back to 1959 and uh, hunted up all the books, and then as soon as I got down here, I thought, you know, well, why not do it for the older Winnians, the Singleton Blues and the Singleton Winnians Street Club, um, and get all the stats for the players that they were missing. Um, so... Obviously, my cricket isn't reflective of my database because um, I've got all the old score books from you know the early '90s and stuff like that, and it's a real good collated record. I'm probably only, I'm probably 96% finished at Singleton and Winnings with 4% needing to be found. So, but it's got a lot of history there. Alrighty. So, what we'll do is, um, how long have you been at Singleton for now? Five, uh, the last five years, six years. I've been at Singleton. It's it, one year at it does. It does. Alright. So what we're going to do is, this is uh, my segment called Quick Singles. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you heard about this one, but I've just got about eight or so questions that I'm going to fire at you. Yep. And you just uh, let loose, mate. So, one word answers or? No, no, that's tin music. So okay. Yeah, all right. But, uh, so we'll start from number one. And uh, what's, your, what's been your best memory in your career? Um, the premierships. Um, yeah, look, you work hard all season. Um, and winning those premierships is special. You know, that those days, I remember those days more than anything, more than my own personal stuff that I've done in my career. Um, big semi-finals, um, probably the one game I remember is Leamy uh, were undefeated all year. Um, they had all superstars from second grade playing in a, in a one-day C grade, um, and they were talking during the week that they were going to pump us by 200 runs and all this sort of shit. Um, we got that word. Anyway, we put on 140-odd. Um, which wasn't enough against that team. They were scoring 250 every week. Um, anyway, we, they were none for 60. Uh, we got a lucky run out. Um, and then I sort of came onto the bowl, and I'll we'll talk about myself here. I ended up with 6 for 16. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I was just all up and about. I was doing uh, horsey rides. I was doing uh, you know, circles, handstands, on my knees sliding when I was getting the wickets. And uh, we just absolutely pumped them and rolled them, and you know they were just out of the finals week one. So uh, runs on the board. That's yeah. that's pretty similar score to our first grand final, wasn't it? Yeah. So we actually rolled them for 89 um, yeah. in the end. So they lost yeah 10 for 29, uh, the the number one horse in the race, and uh, it was a great win. And they're the the ones you remember the finals like that to get into a grand final. So you won the flag that year? Yeah, we did yeah, from nice. fourth, yep, yeah, and then okay. uh, backed it up the next year, we were back to back, yeah. against the same team as well. Even better. Yep. All right, number two, best story from your playing days. Now this can be on or off the field. I'll leave it to you. Oh, best story from my playing days would probably be the grand final night. I mean, <laughs> they always end up wild. Um, I remember I I bought my young girlfriend at the time a bicycle, um, which I had down at the club that night, and. Uh, Anyway, that bicycle started getting um, used by the boys. Uh, we had a big campfire on the bitumen that was melting the bitumen outside the club. Anyway, my brother decided that he would 
become Evil Knievel with, with that bike and do some stunts over the fire. So, and, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, we he, he's riding the bike over the fire. The wheels are getting burnt, and uh, I take the bike back to my girlfriend the next day with burnt tyres, and she was asking what the hell was going on. And uh, anyway, the, that night we, we ran out of wood for the fire, so we ended up going down Fairhaven Avenue, I'm pretty sure it's at the street, but uh, we ended up ripping out every wood letterbox down the street to get more <laughs> wood for the fire. Um, I mean, those those nights were just crazy. So you just, you did what you did, and uh, most of it was kept private, but yeah, some of the times were just fantastic. Good times. All right, uh, before a game, what's your preparation like? You like to drink or no sex, or games, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> There's no sex all the time. Um, um, I don't have a preparation, mate. Um, I probably just roll up, nice and casual. I like to be, you know, just just keep it normal. Um, I, I never try to overthink the game before the game. I sort of just try and g up the boys, talk up the boys, get the the boys thinking that we're we're a chance every week, and um, just being positive and talk. Um, grand finals, probably a little bit different um, startup. I'm into music, um, so listen to some you know power songs that get my mind ticking over and get me into a zone. I thought you were um, going to say boys zone. Or... Yeah, well, look, I used to listen to Tiffany to get me up. So you know it was um, pretty embarrassing. <laughs> Kylie Minogue, uh, Beyonce, you know some of those those. Nothing wrong with a bit of Kylie. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. Okay, uh, <laughs> moving on. I don't know who Tiffany is. Uh, yes, I mean. Who's been the biggest party animal in your playing days? The party? Party animal. Um, probably me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I used to, except the last few years, I haven't sort of been able to have a big one, but um, yeah, in the early days, yeah, I was the last standing. You got a nudge? After every grand final, um, yeah, I was always, you know, up at eight o'clock, ready to watch the junior grand final. Um, drunk out of my head and uh, carrying on, but yeah, I, I used to give it a pretty good nudge. So. Very good. All right, best individual achievement. Um, best individual achievement. Um, probably would be the the hundred at number eleven. Um, Can you quickly just run us through that because that's unbelievable. Yeah, well, there's no quick version. It, it was bizarre. <laughs> it, it was a strange thing. Me and me and my mate who did my first year, we came down the training. Obviously, you know, I was sent down. Uh, we played with a lot of old boys in the sixth grade at Thornley, um, and we never got a go. We, were, we had to toss a coin each week to see who was the man. Um, I was pretty good with the toss, so I, I was number 11 more than he was. Um, but anyway, we are playing Cannington this day at, Canning, uh, at Gosnells. Um, we're, we were a shit team. Um, we were 9 for 89 uh, when I sort of went in, and um, I think I might have got dropped first ball. Um, and then all of a sudden I started getting away and I was getting yelled at. Ben Williams, the opener uh, at the time, he was 51 not out when I came in. Um, and he was an old New Zealand bloke. And uh, all I remember about him is when, when we were running singles, I kept running down the wrong side and he kept yelling at me, run down the fucking right side. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh my God, this bloke's just yelling at me. So um, I, I almost just wanted to run him out just to fuck him over. But, um, but anyway, yeah. It, 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 it got to a stage that the did it switch you on, but it, it, well, not really. Cause yeah, okay. I, I was just—it was just a, a weird daily that yeah. it just kept on going. I suppose um, when you're nine down, nothing like that's going to calm you down, is it? No, that's that's right. I mean, the the opening bowler for Cannington had 
uh, eight wickets by that stage. Um, yeah. you know, I think he finished with eight sixty go Bowden. Um, but yeah, look, I went in, got to fifty, and I was thinking, fucking hell, what's going on here? I've probably been dropped another five times. Um, and then I got to ninety eight, um, dropped another four times in between fifty and ninety eight. Um, and then on ninety eight, uh, the bowler came in, bowled a little short one on my chest, so I played the, uh, the hook pull shot. Uh, went straight to Gav Bowden at square leg. He moved his hands apart and let the ball go through. Four. Then came up to me and said, you deserve that. So 102 not out. Um, we were 9 for 301 declared because uh, the, the captain declared at that moment. There was only about three overs left as well. I reckon it could have got another 50. Um, <laughs> so hang on. He purposely let it go through for four, so you got your 100. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, um, so How good is that? It was good. I mean, I was 16 at the time. Um, all I remember is tearing up, thinking, jeez, how, how good is this? Um, but I probably didn't realise the the enormity of it uh, until yeah. during that week when the Daily News uh, came down. Uh, King Hagdorn rang me oh, up. I've and, never seen that happen um, in a game of cricket. Interview me and, um, yeah, it was just, just one of those freakish 15 minutes, you know, fame. And, yeah, um, I'll, I'll take it. Um, the worst thing was the next week um, we were playing Kenwick. And uh, I was put in as not watchman with one for none, I think. Um, so I rolled out at number three. I was walking out, and um, back then sledging was sledging. And me being 16, walking out, the Kenwick boys. Um, but well, I was walking out, and Shout uh, out Kenwick. Kenwick, Kenwick was started sledging me and saying, "Oh, here comes Don Bradman. Oh, little Don Bradman's walking out. <laughs> oh, we'll see how fucking good he is this oh, week." So no. I was trying to. You don't say that to teach Yeah, King. I was a sixteen-year-old, so that's probably where I learned how to sledge. Um, so I walked out, got centre, which I never did, thinking oh, I was a batsman. Uh, first ball, clean ripped. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was brought back down to earth the following week from my. What did uh, they say to you when you were walking? Oh, off? they they sledged me as well, saying yeah, one hit wonder and yeah. Yeah, piss off little fella. So you know it was yeah. yeah, they didn't care about sledging young kids back then. So well, usually yeah. it's something about your mum as well. Yeah, they, they would have chucked in there at yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Any boys? All right, moving on. Any superstitions? Uh, no, none, none at all. So I don't put on a pad first. On no, I just put pads on. So no superstitions. Best player you've played with? Best player I've played with? Um, gee whiz, I've played with so many players. I'd say Kai Carson. Kai, he was an extraordinary batter. Like, I, I would love to have seen him in his peak. Um, I mean, when I played with him, he was probably in his 40s or early 40s. Um, just a magnificent straight player, great keeper. Um, used to keep off me leg side or stumpings. Um, he was awesome. Yeah, really good player. His power straight down the ground oh, was just yeah. unbelievable. His, his timing. He almost killed me awesome. a couple of times. When when you were batting with Kai, you had to always be switched on for that straight hit. He's a bit... I mean, you, we talk about Yeeple doing that lot of training, but, like, Kaiser, far out, mate. He used to, like, pull out these huge lengths of... <laughs> maybe you'd have about five or six yep, bats yep. in that big coffin. Yep. He's like, which weapon today? <laughs> he was a character. And probably another one from Thornley was Trent Ritchie. Um, he scored 280 runs in a game. Uh, me and him put on 230-odd. Um, I got caught on the boundary on 96, which I was spewing about. So, um, But he he was an awesome cricketer, Trent Ritchie at Thornley. He was just an absolute gun. All right. Um, who's been one of your favourite favorite teammates? You know, it doesn't have to be all cricket-related, but someone who you like to be in the team with. Oh. 
again, there's just so many people that, that you, you love and you play with. Um, yeah, look, I'd say probably Trent Ritchie again. Um, um, Ash Bennett was another one from Thornley. Um, I used to call him Laura, Laura Ashley. Um, so Laura was a gunner. He used to go out partying all night before the game and rock up to a game off his tits and then keep. Um, he was he was fantastic to play with, but I pretty much love everyone that I play with. It's it's all about the cuddles. It's all about the team teammanship. It's it, yeah, it's just got to be everyone got to be around. Okay, and for all those young aspiring young kids, you could give them a piece of Shouldn't advice. Swore, should I? <laughs> if you give them a piece of advice. What would it be? Um, just play the game naturally. Um, if the ball's there to be hit, hit it and hit it hard. Um, and don't let the game get in your mind. It's it's all about being up and about, positive. Um, never show your weaknesses to an opposition player. Um, always, even if don't it's rub it. Uh, yeah, don't rub it. Um, just just play the game hard um, and and at your own pace. And, and if you make a mistake, it's a mistake. It's learning. It's not a mistake. So. Michael Jordan's quote: um, "I've failed many times. I've failed over and over, and that is why I succeed." Yep, exactly right. Jordan, oh, sorry, I just had to throw that one in there. Um, I reckon the last six months, just around work, at home, just getting pieces of rubbish for the bin. Jordan, Jordan, you haven't been watching no. the Last Dance, no. the documentary. Yes, in the last sorry. Um, and then all the young crew at work will go, Colby, and I'm like, no, it's Jordan. <laughs> anyway, we digress. <laughs> um, Tony, I'm interested in your thoughts about coaching, and because. In my opinion, I think you're a magnificent coach, and you're a you're a great motivator. What do you think is the the best trait in a successful coach? And is there something that is there something missing that from your coaching toolkit that you wish you had that you've liked you've you liked from another coach? Or I don't know if I made that very clear. Or no, not, no but you, you did. Um, no, I started coaching. Um, I was 21. I took on an under-15s team at Thornley. Um, there was two teams at the stage. We had the younger team, and uh, George Thomas back at the um, older team. Um, Luke's dad. Yeah, that's Luke's dad. So he loves the wine, Georgie, um, like Luke does probably. Um, <laughs> so I just try and talk positive to them to get them up. Um, it, it's it's about individual coaching as well for kids. Um, some kids need a kick up the ass. Some kids need a cuddle. I was just going to um, say that. Some kids need... How do you manage that? Well, it's just working out which kid is which. Um, and you've got to work it out quick. You, you, you don't get time to sort of have a season to work it out. You've got to work it out early. And that's on, not just kids either. That's, no, that's, that's, that's adults too. as well, seniors as well. Um, but for me, you know, that, that year of coaching was awesome. And um, as much as I was partying at that time, and you know, coming straight from nightclubs to coaching on the Sunday morning, um, I sort of learned that year a lot about myself and then as soon as I came here it was probably something I regretted not being able to do for 20 years um, in between it for me because of you know, being away in the Navy or um, time time spent but being down at Singleton Williams I've loved coaching um, it, it's been awesome um, it, it gives you a, a spirit to, that you know just makes you um, and I'll be can touch on as the uh, wind up on how much effort it makes you feel coaching these kids but 
it's definitely um, learning the individual's leading and um, making them believe something that's not might not be true, but just making them believe that they can do something is um, an awesome weapon in, in cricket. Back in my day, you actually applied yourself when you're in the nets. Back in my day, you bowled for three hours without a drink. Back in my day, you showed some manners. Yeah, back in my day, you applied yourself. You're self-taught. You um, self-coached yourself. So if you did a bad shot, you told yourself off. And if you look like an idiot, so be it. Oh, back in my day, it was just so much more lovelier to watch cricket. Back in my day, you could fight, burp, cough, sneeze, and not say excuse me. And that was okay. Right arm over with Boydie and Lazy. This is Back in My Day, dedicated to Silver Fox, Andrew Peckover. Right arm over. Yeah, it's my favourite part of the show. And we've just heard from Peck there in the little, little intro to this um, segment. Now, the Back in My Day, it's basically... English part of our show, it's your whinge. Have a whinge about something. Is there something that's been irritating you about cricket? It's got to be cricket specific, but I mean, you know, it's so many things in cricket spill over into real life. But anyway, Tony King, are you familiar with this segment? Oh, I've heard it, please. Um, Excellent. Absolutely. What is your favourite one so far? Well, it would be Pecky. Um, Pecky did have a good rant. Um, he was almost English like me. Um, you know, and you, you deserve to whinge when you're an Englishman. Um, it's our right, um, and, you know, we deserve the ability to whinge. Um, I've, yeah, that's right. I forgot you're a pom. Um, yeah, have you actually batted in the nets with Pecky? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear God. you got to make sure you got your runners on. I tell you what. Yeah. He... Charges up and back. Yeah, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, three. Another three. And you're like, Peck, pipe down. Very silly sort of attitude to run threes in the net. Um, <laughs> but anyway... I... That's why he's just a Shiraz, mate. He's a fine Shiraz. Yeah, he's in the cellar, mate. He just comes out each season and goes, bang! The grey storm. How good is that? Yeah, that's what he is. Over to you, mate. Give us your back in my day. What what do you reckon? Well, cricket related, I mean... Now, you have to start with back in my day. Back in my day. Yeah. After a Saturday game, everyone would get back to the club. Everyone. Families, kids, and the kids. Ooh, there, like was, there was nothing on. I like it. Nothing on TV. You, what was? What were you going home for back in back in the eighties? I mean, nothing. You know, a, a rerun of um, Love by Neighbour. I mean, seriously. But these days, nah, we're all too busy on our apps. Too busy on our bloody. Oh, I can't come. Oh, it's a twenty-page drive. Oh, I've got to get home. Need to go live on Facebook. Yeah, I've yeah. got to go and sit and watch TV with the wife. Bring the wife down, for Christ's sake. Get exactly. around the boys. Get to come down the club. Have a few beers. You know, back, back in my day, it was just about a party after cricket. You know, it was wearing your whites to a party down the street. You know, when the club shut at 11, you were like, oh, shit, all right, where's the party? So you'd wear your whites to a party. I mean, I went to a toga party, you know. We looked fantastic in our cricket whites, you know. And you just knew everyone in your suburb. Um, you partied on. There was the... All the boys from your team were there. And then, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, yeah, you rock this. You know, back in my day, Lee, it was, it was party, party, party. Love, love, love. And, uh, 
oh, it has changed. We're all too busy now. Um, you know, can't get back. Oh, kids, I've got to fart. Got to do this. You know. Um, hey, mate, did you get the bus here? Because you can't drive. <laughs> There's some shit at the end of your bed, man. Nah, the other end. Are we good? Are we good? Are we any fucking good? We are the single dinner winning in's club. Scoreboard's looking like a dot to dot, boys. Huzzah! Oh, what? Hey, sausage, this bloke been auditioning for the river dance with that footwork. <laughs> Keys are in the bowl, swinging hard. Straight through him like a vindaloo. Hey, Lukey, didn't know Grainix did shovels. <laughs> hey, Luke. Hey, Lukey. Hey, Luke. Hey, 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 Luke. Straight through him like a vindaloo. Hey, Lukey. Hey, Lukey. Hey, 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 hey. Keys are in the bowl, swinging hard. Hey Lukey, do you know Grainix did shovels? <laughs> right arm over. Back here with Tim and uh, Mr. Boyd. Now, anyway, <laughs> DK. Uh, this that sounded is... like left arm around. Yeah, let's stop that up first off. Alright, we're going to jump into Chin Music, mate. So for everyone out there who may have forgotten, Chin Music, one word answers. I'm going to rattle off a few questions. You just hit me right straight between the eyes. Lisey hey. got chin music earlier this season. Oh. Hey, from sure Heathy. Hey. Tell you what. Hasn't stopped the, the, the stitch marks. The carry on after that. Yeah. Always died. T-Ball's powder puff these days. Oh. Yeah. All right. First question. Batting or bowling? Uh, bowling. Spin or pace? Pace. Really? Oh, no. Um, who was your mentor growing up? Um, Bill Rigg. Best ledger? Me. <laughs> Favourite home ground or place to play? Um, freaking upset Singleton here, but um, Bearhaven Oval, Formley Oval, was huge. Won a grand final there. Yeah. Favourite food? It <laughs> did piggy bags. Um, Marzi Goring. Favourite drink? Uh, beer. What kind? Um, Lazy. For runners. Um, favourite uh, bat? DF. Love the family. Oh, he loves the DF. Had a family on my life. Yep. Yeah. Big two pounder. Yeah. No, three pounder, sorry. Favourite SICC teammate? Um, I'd say Lazy. Nah, I'm only joking. <laughs> um, favourite SICC. Um, I like playing with rabbits. We haven't actually played many yeah. games together, have we? No, rabbits. Rabbits. I love rabbits' passion. Okay. The afternoon spread. What are you hoping for? Oh, you've got to have curried eggs, Sandridge. You know, you haven't got them little boys. Little boys in tomato sauce. I mean, <laughs> seriously, you've got to have little boys. And if you don't know what they are, they're little red sausages. Oh, um, little boys. Hello, boys. Hello, boys. Mel does a nice sausage roll. Oh, well, get them out. Oh, Mel. Uh, okay, last one. Um, next year, what grade do you want to play? Um, I'd like to play F grade with the young kids for next year. Um, that's my hope. As uh, we've got a few of the juniors that I coach coming through. 
Um, so I'd definitely like to be in Fs and teach them the way of senior cricket. Um, I've taught them the way of junior cricket, but there's some things I need to add in. Um, and I'd love to take those boys under my wing and teach them the ways of, of senior cricket. That was a bit longer than one Yeah, word, sorry. But, um, All right, Lizzie, all yours. I've got a friend and his name is a Frank Furter. He fires up, but with chicks, you might want to check his burner. When we go to the tea break, his favorite food is hamburgers. When he goes into bat, his team, they attack further. When he gets his Gary gear on and heads out, it's blue murder. If I had to describe him as a sausage, I'd say he'd be a Cheddar Kranksky. When he hits the D floor, the chicks, well, they answer frankly. The furter makes his move, but she just looks at him blankly. We all pile into my car, and furter comes back empty-handed, sadly. If the furter was an animal, which one do you think he would be? So they started giving out caps. They said, oh, TK, do you want to 
you want to run in A grade. They must have been given a few hours. Yeah, yeah for me to get that game. <laughs> they were desperate. I, I, I got promoted from E grade. Um, <laughs> I made 100 the week in E grade the, the first week, and the next week they, they chucked me in, in first grade. Oh. A grade. Um, but anyway, it was for I your said, sledging. oh, shit. It was for uh, your sledging. Uh, the uh, first uh, A grader to be selected for sledging. I was I was absolutely wrapped to be picked, and I think, oh, shit, I need spikes. <laughs> I don't have any spikes. I've been wearing rubbers all my life. So, anyway, Lizzie says, no worries, Cobb. I'll fix you up. Um, and I said, oh, thanks, Lizzie. He said, what size are you? I said, I oh, 10. He said, I beauty. Should, I should same should size. stitch you up. And uh, so Lizzie promised that he would <laughs> drop around these spikes to me. Um, oh, I forgot. Before the game on Saturday morning. And forgot. Anyway, I'm sort of up at 10, I'm pacing around, I was, I was a bit nervous, you know, playing my first A grade for this, this mighty club, and uh, I'm sort of waiting at 10, no lazy, uh, waiting at 11, no lazy. I know that you have to be there an hour before the game, so I have to scoot off to Hall's head, so I was on my thinking, way to, I was on my way to the game, mate. thinking was... that Lazy was actually going to be there and drop in those spikes. Anyway, the tradition at Singleton winning is you, you get a photo with your cap, your cap presentation, so anyway, it's a uh, 10 to 12, um, Lazy has not shown up. So I've decided, shit, I've got to go to Jim Kidd. So uh, so I've shot off to Jim Kidd to buy uh, some spikes. Uh, anyway, come back. There was three debu uh, debuts that day, and uh, they both got their photo taken with their cap. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get back until eight past twelve. Um, so the boys there were was walking some out. There was photoshopping later, though. There, wasn't there? there, there is a um, um I, I cut pasted my face on him because he had a rocking body, uh, so it made me look good. Um, but no, I didn't get the presentation because someone promised me their spikes and uh, never showed up. Now, Lizzie had let me down in the past already, um, and he's oh, let me down God. in the future many a times. Uh, but yeah, that was probably the one time I, I was really proud to be an A grader, and it just ruined my day because I went out to bat and got a golden duck. Uh, I bowled two overs and got smacked around the park because uh, I slipped in my spikes that that, that I bought from Jim Kidd because they were only fucking twenty dollars uh, instead of the hundred dollar set that I was going to get from Lazy. <laughs> so uh, Lazy, thanks, champ, for. Uh, Bringing down those spikes for me. Love, hey, you, love your work. I've got an idea, mate. Yeah. I should call you Hans Christian Anderson, mate. Oh I've got God. an idea. How about for our right arm over listeners? How about yeah. we get an actual photo and we'll present him a cat. Yeah, right. we, <laughs> we, need, we need we need to get him down to a game. <laughs> Oh, you never man. played A grade again, did you? No, no, that was my only uh, time. They they, mate, they shoved me back to E grade. A to be weeks fair, later. though, we've all been out on a Friday night, you know, six or seven deep. Yeah, no worries, mate. I'll drop them off tomorrow. <laughs> Mate, I woke up hung. All I was concentrating on was my own game. Halfway to the game, T goes, where are you? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> sorry, bud. And he's like, what do you mean? He was going berserk at me, and I was like, yeah, sorry, mate. I've got to concentrate on my game. The look on his face when we got back to the club that night, um, <laughs> he was just that. that filthy on me. And, yeah, I'll never live it down. Look, I've got a couple of sledges in with the young blonde fella from Horsey. I can't remember his name, little cowboy kid. Uh, oh, Burridge. Yeah. Oh, it might have been. It was Cam Blonde. Burridge, man. Yeah, yeah, Cam Burridge. Blonde here, kid. I talked him out, which was good. So I did participate when well, I was playing. Like I said, you weren't in the team for bowling anymore. No, 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 and you were in there for sledging. For my observatory. Yeah. Uh, Mate, I would have you at first slip, specialist oh. sledger. Can you catch that? That's no, no. Look, <laughs> Lazy, Lazy promoted me 
No, to be a deep first slip, so oh, then it's like out of catching. I was filling in only uh, last year, and uh, I think uh, someone came off and I jumped in and he took me on the couch, and I was thinking, shit, I'm on the couch here. And Scotty Rogers was steaming in, uh, and I, I remember it as clear as day. Oh, and this is going massive thick yeah. edge, and the ball came to me. I didn't get the, I didn't get my hands above my groin, and it smacked me right in the middle of my chest. <laughs> bounced off, nearly went to point. Um, and that's when I said to Lizzy, "Get me out of here. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm too old and yeah. too slow now to be mate, in the what grippers." What do you think? What do you think? So, I'm at mid off, mate. Yeah, no, mid off is the where the worst builders always been put and that's where I always feel shout out to Ian Bowes grand final yeah. 2014-15 we like needed this wicket desperately you know they're, they're chasing we had them like seven down only had 140 or 50 on the board you know and this guy's just done a massive juicy schnick to me you know at first easiest catch you'll ever get and I've just bang shelled it on the ground Bowesy could have strangled me mate but thank god Pecky finished that day well off at like you didn't you uh, at at like at square leg, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I was, but I'd been off the whole time, and it was hilarious because Bryce goes, "Oh, get Snakey off. Lizzie's a better fielder." Literally, the next ball because the over changed over. First nut, smack straight to me, <laughs> dropped it. So yeah, that's why I stay on the ring at mid off, yeah, mid on. Your mid-off eyes cover. leave you, don't nah, you? Yeah, I, yeah. Look, I'm a cover mid off, mid on, mid wicket, and that's it. But it's hard. For, it, it is hard to accept though for sure. I was a gully man for years. And I hardly ever put one down. It's just mm. eventually, though, go. you've got to let it go. Your eyes go. Yeah. I quite like point for some reason. I don't know what? Always been there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there we're going to um, do a bit of a uh, switcheroonie. We're going to go somewhere else with this podcast because, Tony, we know, um, you know it's fairly common that you have suffered with a little bit of mental health yep. in the past. And you've been um, brave enough to come on here and talk a little bit about it because, um, obviously, in today's society, mental health is massive issue uh, and I think the more we talk about it and um, you know make it uh, more comfortable for people to come forward and ask for a bit of help when they need it um, I think you know if we can put give it a little bit of um, I don't know what you call it but just get it out there I think um, it's going to do the uh, society a world good so mental health what do you think about it um, and what's your experiences that you've sort of gone through um, yeah look it's it's, it's devastating devastating families, devastating people. Um, obviously for me it was PTSD. Um, I was in a... Which is? Uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I was in a severe uh, boating accident when I was in the Navy. Um, we were doing uh, preps for boarding a hostile ship in um, rough conditions in the ship, in the, in the, the boat. Um, we hit a couple of big waves in the wake of the ship and threw everyone over and you know, the bloke in front of me had his shoulder sheared off um, when he hit the, the step of the, the boat. Um, I landed on all fours, uh, and then the next thing we've got this giant warship coming bearing down on us um, and nearly taking us out. So, yeah, look, I I was in a um, uh, in a, a job that you weren't allowed to have weakness. Um, you weren't allowed to show weakness. Um, it was immensely tough to run towards the situation. And I think that played on me afterwards because after that incident, I um, suffered fear, suffered um, being scared, and there was mixed emotions inside me of how do I deal with this because of the, um, you know, I'm told to run towards situations and, and show no fear. And yet that's built into in the Defence Force and it becomes automatic. Um, 
but when you start doubting yourself fear, your mind starts playing tricks on you. Um, you start questioning what your worth is to the position, to the to the role, um, to your own life. And uh, so what you do is bury it. And, um, but it never goes away. It sits inside you and then you start doubting yourself in every aspect of your life. Um, it's a real thing, mental health. Um, it's, as, it's a cancer of, of the brain. It's a disease. And it can destroy everything. You, you can lose everything, which I did and, and went through. Um, I'm glad to say with professional help, and I think that's the key here, is you've got to get professional help. Um, they've given me the tools that I need now to work through my problems, feel good about myself. Um, and, and that's not saying that I don't have strange days. I do, I have strange thoughts still, but why are you thinking that? You know, um, it's it is it's not curable um, I think that's what a lot of people get confused with mental health they think that it will just go away it, it doesn't, you've got to manage it. It, it, and that's what it's all about it's not about getting over it completely it's about management and, uh, working through problems uh, realising that it's, some thoughts aren't true the other, and your belief in the thoughts of others of yourself aren't true as well um, and you know i I did suffer from uh, feeling weak and feeling um, insecure, um, feeling not worthy, you know, and it, it, it is, it's, it's, it's a devastating thought when you think those, and you think your family's better off without you and people are better off without you, and it's just not true, um, and getting that help was the best thing I ever did, and um, it's got me in a position now where I can process life, process thoughts. But for kids out there, there are a lot of pressures on kids. There's a lot of pressure on people now with social media, uh, life in general, uh, families, babies, time, um, work. Um, you know, the work rosters are ridiculous these days. I mean, we've gone from a 38-hour 30 week to, you know, doing nearly 80, 90 hours. And it's not good for people. It's, it's, it's not healthy. It's not wise. But there's also the belittlement of people if you're, if you're sick. You don't turn up to work, you know, you're, you're a dog, you're letting people down. And it's not the way it should be. Um, you know, throwing a hug around people is awesome. And Singleton Winnians were brilliant at this. I found, and I don't want to be disrespectful to my old club at Formula, um, but I found they were an older generation that were the get up, dust yourself off, get on with it attitude. Whereas Singleton Winnians, it was a younger group. And they're probably more aware about mental illness uh, than the older generation and how it can affect people, families. And um, the help and support I got down here was awesome. Yeah, great. I couldn't ask for a better club. TK, um, in my opinion, you're an inspiration for a lot of men out there that are struggling and probably having inner demons that they're not willing to express with everybody. And getting to know you over the last 10 or so years... You know, you've been, you've, you've always had that ear for anyone, and particularly me. And everyone goes through this. Can you talk a little bit about um, why it's okay to have negative thoughts, and how, you know, how empowering it can be to actually sit back and try and rise above it? And as long as you're equaling out those negative thoughts with good thoughts, I've always found you're a great counsel in that way, and trying to tell me to. 
you know, it's okay to think like that, but you need to balance that out. So can you just give us your perspective on, you know, why people, why you think human beings think the negative a lot rather than, you know, the glass is half empty, yeah. half full thing? And, and, and what, you know, men out there or women can do to actually seek help um, and it might even just be as simple as having a conversation. Yeah, well, you're right there. I mean, at the end of the day, they're just all pleasing. I mean, and that's what you've got to realise, that you've got to cut down and decipher what those thoughts actually mean and, and are they true. Uh, and I think that's the lesson I've learned from the professional help I get through psychologists, psychiatrists, um, that it's just a thought. It's, it's your brain saying that. It may not be true. Uh, and it's it's taking that thought, putting it on the table and say, well, is this thought actually worth giving air the to? The voice in your head is yeah. not you. Yeah, it's, it's just it's your perception, I think. And sometimes your, your perception's wrong. And I think that's where people get a little bit muddled. But when they do become confused, the thoughts become worse and darker and deeper. Um, but you've got to realise that some of those thoughts aren't real. They're, they're just thoughts. And uh, it, it's about rewiring that mind. Um, How do you do that yourself personally? Because, mate, you're a, in my opinion, successful father. You, you know, you're managing an um, illness. You know, you're an absolute stalwart at, at cricket club. Your, your family loves you. You're a family man. I, I feel like you've been a great success in life. I mean, how have you managed it all with all these challenges you've had? Um, well, you, it goes back to what I was saying quite before about the old, the old, the old days of just getting up, dust yourself off, but. Mm. I know that's not the true answer, but it's accepting what you've got. It's accepting that you're sick. It's accepting that you've got to manage your life. It's accepting that you have strange thoughts. Um, and it's the acceptance of what you've got. Um, I think that was the, the 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 thing that I always used to do with these. It was fight. I do it on a cricket field. Um, I try to take my, my sporting life into my personal life. And, you know, you fight to win. Um, that's not how your personal life works. You can't fight to win. You've got to um, manage to win. Um, and I think that's what I've learned the most about myself is that it's not a game. Uh, you don't win anything through uh, mental health. Um, it's just management and uh, seeking the help. And, you know, for you people out there that are struggling, Beyond Blue, uh, awesome organisation. Your GP, your friends, um, talking with your friends. You, you know, you just said I spoke to you a lot and I have. Um, it, it's about just sitting down and getting it out in the open and not being scared to show weakness, not being scared to discuss weakness um, because it's not a weakness. It's actually a strength to, to be able to talk. Well, the fact that you've had the strength or the courage to talk to me about your battles, I've been able to share my battles with you and then it's given me courage to share it with other people that I see are struggling and then it's kind of like paying it forward and it's a knock-on effect. But if, if you keep it in... And everyone keeps it in. It's it's diabolical, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um, especially the last probably four months, I've had a health battle with uh, throat cancer, and um, it has been mentally challenging for me at times. Um, to wonder why this now um, back operation, back operation, knee operation, and all of a sudden I start getting right and Mate, get a bit of cancer. This is my first um, yeah. but. You know, you've got to get out of the why ways me and, you know, poor me attitude and you've got to just get on with it. And, I mean, I went to some dark places in the last three months of just not wanting to end it all, but wanting 
my mind to stay right. It's been a challenge, but again, with the, and I'll put a shout out to Singleman Winians here for the, the, the tremendous uh, support and um, you know, donations of money that they gave me. Uh, I, I love this club. I love the people around me, and um, you know, and I think this this episode I was more accepting of help, whereas with my mental health I wanted to keep it quiet. Wanted to select you to know because I didn't want anywhere else to know that I was suffering. Um, but I've learnt now that the more you open up to more people, the more help you get, the more you feel loved, the better yeah. your mindset will be. Yeah. That's great, Tony. And um, like you said before, if there is anyone else out there that's um, struggling a bit or you know having some bad thoughts, then I'm sure there's not just our career club, but um, in most career clubs, I would have thought that there'd be plenty of people you can actually get around and talk to. It's not the the president or some committee members or even your captains. Um, I mean, geez, if anyone is struggling, I'm sure myself, Lazy, Tony King, get in contact and we can, um, we can sort of have a chat. And talk, yeah, definitely avoid it, definitely. But yeah, apart from that, um, thanks for sharing your little story. I think um, it's a massive thing in today's society um, and for people to speak openly and um, just about your what you've gone through and how you're sort of managing it. I think it's... Um, it's good for people to hear and um, hopefully someone we might be able to help someone out of this pod, uh, podcast and they might go shit I sort of I am struggling a bit and I'll make a, you know may, may make an arrangement with the doctor or whatever training 4.30pm Thursdays Laurie Stanford Reserve and Tuesdays yep and so, come to training if you if you are feeling down come to training it gives you a routine it gives you it gives you amazing me, relief to just talk shit for an hour and a half with the boys um, and you can relax and have a know, beer after. Have a beer afterwards, and um, you know some of those times can be fantastic. Please, yeah. yeah, um, your high story, is it? Uh, one nine three out. Yeah, a massive stitch up. Yeah, sorry, um, they told me I was in one hundred and ninety six. Did they? Oh, yeah. Okay. So tried to hit a six, got caught on the boundary, and they got the amount of balls left in the innings wrong. And they said I had like five balls left, and there was still three overs. Yeah, look, I understand where you're coming from. I Shout out to Daniel Jones. You know why? I know what it's like to be in the 190 and uh, miss out. <laughs> I was 194, not out, batting at number five, please. And uh, yeah, but I understand you nearly got there, but you got out. So, yeah, boys, um, talking about Shane. Long can we talk about? Can we talk about one of my other hundreds though? You know where I carried oh, the, carried the bat. The, the 140, the 149 in in J grade. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was it. He got 27 the week before in F grade. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like I was floating B's and D's. Turned up on the morning. The toss didn't go away in B. So I had to leave halfway. Walked across to D's, open, and went back. And dominated. Well, was there Bell Divers? The whinging that went on that day from that Bell Divers side. They, oh, were, no, they the, were a loaded D well, grade side the, full of B the, graders. The, the, and they were whinging that I was in the team. It was the, the three or four 14 year olds that were bowling here were yeah. words, <laughs> just really suffering. Yeah, what so. Um Now, just quickly before we wrap this up, yeah. um, can we talk about your beautiful family? Yep. Um, they'll be listening to this podcast. Um, give them a shout out um, and talk about what you love about them and you know how special it's been um, having them part of your cricket journey. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I've got three beautiful children: Michael, um, who plays cricket at Single Nominians, and Captain the Under 14s last year. Um, he's starting to make his mark and. He's been a bit of a freak at cricket all my life. Uh, followed me to every game at Thornley and uh, has come down and watched nearly every game at Newton as well. So um, he loves it. I've got Chelsea in the middle. Um, she played one year of girls cricket um, for Singleton, which 
blessed my heart and uh, you know she hated it but she's it taller still, than you now yeah she, she is taller than me so um, she would have been a great fastball but, but she done it for dad and now I've got Ben who's just starting in under 10s last year um, his first year who uh, loves cricket more than footy so I've managed to peel two or peel two out of the three um, that love the sport um, I'm obviously a single dad now I'll tell you um, what Benny's um, junior blast coach what a legend he oh, was oh yeah I yeah. heard it when he rolled up um, what? Now he he, he is a, a bit of a legend. That's a um, low blow. I'm, I'm a single dad now. Um, obviously, I don't have the kids full time. Uh, we quickly could be split, but um, quite amicable in our relationship as parents, and we, we parent together um, with the same views still. Um, but the kids are great. I mean, they are my world. Um, I love every moment with, that I have with them, and I love them. Love seeing them play cricket. Um, it's sort of as my career comes to an end. Um, their careers will start and I, I look forward to following them and watching their progression in the sport because um, it is it's, it's a brilliant sport and it may be too long for too many people but um, and what about I, mum and dad I know they've been a huge support too. yeah mum and dad have been huge for me they um, didn't come down to many games um, but uh, a couple of grand finals they came down to and saw me and my brother win a grand final um, my neighbour's not looking after us. No, yet. the neighbour's got the whippersnipper out. I so. need these soundproof panels up, boy. Yeah. So, but no, it's... Oh, he um, stopped. How good's that? You must have heard your request. Um, but it's good. You know, parents having family around you at all times, fantastic. Thanks, Juggy. Sorry, just saying thanks, Juggy, to my neighbour. What a legend. All right, TK, well, we're going to wrap this up because we've uh, pretty much hit the hour mark, I think. I've got to go. So, yep. as do I. But <laughs> I, I've got to absolutely go. enthralling hour. Yeah, I've got to go to a rocking game of footy tonight when the uh, mighty Pies take on the Eagles and uh, go Pies. Take your box of tissues. Cricket season's coming, so we'll see everyone back soon on the field. And uh, thanks for your time, TK. And stay tuned for another episode of our Right Arm Over coming up soon. Right Arm Over. Right Arm Over, and we're out of here. Change of bowler, batsman. New bowler's coming. Right arm over. What are you chirping now, mate? Okay,